0: Welcome back to Tell Me Sis Podcast, featuring your two favorite sisters,
1: Alex and Kyla. Two things. First, I really like the sound thing that we got. Last episode, I was talking about it. It's this little like sound box that you basically plug the mics into and then records all the audio onto an SD card. And then you just basically import that to Final Cut and it connects to the video and you can put it together. The only thing I don't love are our mics. So I bought new mics. They haven't come in yet, but these were recommended by a lot of people. So I'm super excited to try these out because the mics we have now pick up like everything. And so there is a bit of an echo because my voice is picked up on Kyla's mic and vice versa. So when I'm putting them together, it's just like a little echoey. And also if we don't hold the mics close to our mouth, it sounds like we're far away, which is annoying. So thank you for your patience and, you know, sticking with us with during all of this like audio trial and error. Um, We're learning as we go, but I'm so excited to get these new mics in. I'm pretty sure they come in before Christmas. So hopefully by the next episode, if not definitely the new year,
0: we're going to have
1: way better sound.
0: We're going to be pre-recording a few episodes. Like we have this episode going up this Wednesday and then we're going to be recording how many other ones, like two over the next week because I have next week off of work.
1: Yeah, we're basically just doing a big batch of recordings so that way we can have stuff going up during the holidays while we can take some time off work because we really want to just enjoy the holidays not being on, you know, we're, we're, we're taking time. Well,
0: yeah. I mean, I do have to get like a few, th- I have to do a lot actually, like I finally have a week off of work and um. It's going to be, oh my gosh, side note, you know that dome that's right there? I just saw them, like, remove one of the triangles so they do have curtains. They, like, oh. I guess there's sticky things that go over the triangle. Okay, well, that
1: was going to be my second thing that I was saying is that we're currently away right now because for those yeah. that are listening or watching, you have no idea what's going on. We are currently we're in... We're in my new home. <laughs> <laughs> we, Kyla got this um, work mm-hmm. opportunity to stay at this place called Bel Air Tremblant, which if you're from Montreal... Um, is like a little ski town about an hour and a half away from the city up north. And you normally there's different Airbnbs and cabins that you can rent, but this is almost like a commune of pods and domes. And then they have like a main area. Um, that you can rent out. And so she's actually going to be doing a giveaway with them. So definitely go check out her Instagram if you want to enter. By the time that this video goes up, I'm pretty sure the giveaway is going to be up. I don't know how long it's running
0: for. I want to have my um, giveaway up by tomorrow but I have to obviously send them all the content that I take and everything and then get the approval with them first
1: before it goes live
0: if it's not then just keep going on my Instagram and checking it's gonna be a really amazing giveaway
1: how long is it up for the it's giveaway? gonna
0: be seven days
1: oh, okay so it's a full week so for sure by the time this this episode goes up you guys can check out our Instagram and you can go enter if you want to have a free stay at one of the pods here
0: if it's live on Wednesday yeah but, um, yeah, it's a free night stay in one of the pods here and well, it's either a pod or, um, a dome you could choose, I believe.
1: Well, you can follow us on Instagram and we'll make sure to show you, we'll post some stuff on the, uh, tell me sis podcast, Instagram account. If you want to go follow along, that's also where we're going to be asking a ton of questions for our listeners. Like we're going to be doing a lot of segments of asking like horror roommate stories or best friend stories or like confessions or drama stuff, like that's where we ask you guys to submit your stories and like we re reread and react to them. Wow, words.
0: <laughs> Should we tell them the story of what just happened getting up the hill? Oh my that gosh. That was terrifying.
1: I was so scared, actually for like a split second it I my... thought the
0: car was gonna flip backwards.
1: Okay, I didn't think that. But I was like, oh my gosh, I have no control over this vehicle and I don't know what's gonna happen.
0: I thought we were gonna flip backwards and like literally like go down the hill upside down because the hill is steep to get up to like the pod that we're staying in and because it was like one of the first real snowfalls last night I guess like they just weren't like there's no salt on the roads yet and so we were driving up the hill and we hit a patch of like black ice probably and it just my sister's car would not continue going up the hill but it's so steep getting up that like When we stopped and she's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, I'm flooring it right now, Kyla. And we weren't moving. And then we just felt the car slowly start to go backwards. I was like, this is how I'm going to (laughs) die. It was so scary. And eventually she was able to get kind of to the top of the hill, but then hit another patch of black ice. And so I had to get out of the car. And Kyla was trying
1: to push the car.
0: And also I was on a hill like it's so I'm so useless in that situation. There's no way I'm helping us get out. Like, there's no way I'm going to have enough force to push the car.
1: I was thinking the whole time, if someone's watching us right now, they're for sure laughing so hard. It's like (laughs) two girls, like, trying to get out of, like, a snow. Anyways, it was really funny. Now, looking back, so basically what I did is I just reversed down the hill, and I backed up really far and gunned it up as fast as I could and went, like, off the tracks. So I got a bit more traction in the snow, and then I made it up. Oh, my God. And we're all safe. Everything's good. But (laughs) and my sister
0: was laughing. She's like, wow, all this just for breakfast.
1: (laughs) Yeah, literally. Because, well, first of all, I didn't realize you can order the breakfast. I thought we had to go. I thought it was going to be like a big buffet place. Like, that's That's what what
0: I was thinking, too. But because it's not a hotel, it's not going to be a huge buffet place. Because, like, yes, there's quite a few pods and domes here. But it's not... It's not like they have thousands of them. Like, it makes sense that you would go down and, like, order breakfast. Yeah, I'm sure they're not, like, completely full every single night. I'm
1: just saying that I thought, like, what I had thought in my head was that we we had to go and get our food. And then I realized that people were ordering. I didn't realize you could order.
0: Like, calling in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's
1: why when we got down there, I was like, oh, we didn't actually have to come down. Now we know for tomorrow. Yeah. That's nice.
0: Um, also, we are getting massages today I'm at their so spa. They have excited. a spa here at, um, they call it the clubhouse. So that's like the main check-in area. And um, I was offered a massage for two. We also have our own sauna and bathtub, which we're going to be taking advantage of tonight. I'm so excited for that. We showed up to a bottle of champagne. Mm-hmm. So funny because there's rose petals all over the floor. So when we arrived, I was like,
1: um, I'm with my sister. I know. I was telling Kyle, I'm like, did they know that you were bringing your sister as your plus one? And she's yeah. like, I don't know, actually. Well, I
0: told them, like I said, my sister, <gasps> and then I tagged you in our message. That's and funny. I even asked, I was like, uh, does my sister need to
1: do anything as well like for the giveaway and they're like no only if she wants that's so funny so anyways it's it smells amazing in this pod oh my God. Like it, smells it smells so, so good. good it's really relaxing they have a farm on site so you can go see the animals and there's also different activities throughout like the different seasons which was cool they were explaining in the summer there's um i actually don't remember the word for it but it's ziplining is there zip
0: lining here? I'm pretty sure. Don't quote me on that. I think I remember seeing that on their website. There was, like,
1: this obstacle course that I saw. It looked really fun. Um, and so, anyways, there's a bunch of things you they can do. They have dog sledding
0: here in the winter. What time did you go to bed at last night?
1: I could not fall asleep until, like, 1.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Yeah. I was tossing I... and turning because I was freezing. Oh, my God. I was so cold and I checked the the thermostat. You could, have,
0: you could have turned on the fireplace. It would have
1: woken you up. It doesn't was,
0: matter. No. I, I woke up so many times last night. I always wake up throughout the night.
1: But yeah, I checked the thermostat. And it was 17 degrees Celsius. And I was like, that is so cold. So for inside in the winter and it just kept going down overnight. And I was like, what the heck is going on? anyways, we set the fire this morning. It was nice. And it, it's just really pretty to wake up. You see the view of the mountains. You have the nature. It was like a beautiful, really gentle snowfall. And like, it was so nice. Today's episode is going to be kind of an interesting one because we're going to be talking about some crazy family stories Um, things that our grandparents went through, the differences between their time or parents' time and our time, and kind of give you a little Chantomo history, because I feel like it would be interesting. We have a pretty awesome family um, with a pretty amazing history. And so without going into like crazy detail, because obviously we didn't live it, and I
0: I'm also really bad at telling stories and I don't want to get anything wrong. So I'm going to do the best I can. Okay.
1: I'm a good storyteller. You
0: are a good storyteller. Um, So yeah, you'll save me if I mess anything up.
1: But I really want to film my grandma talking about it from her perspective and her experience. And I've been talking about this for years and she really wants to do it. It's just that whenever we come down to actually doing it because it's her reliving her trauma it's really emotional for her. And then she doesn't really feel comfortable. And I definitely don't want to pressure her. And if we do film it, I don't even think I'll upload that on social media. I think I'll keep it literally for my children and my children's children. Because imagine you can have a video of your like great-great-grandparents explaining their life yeah, from their amazing. perspective. And you can watch that. So I was telling my grandma, like, it would be so cool if Arky, when he's older and has his kids, You know, I don't know who my great-great-grandparents were. At all. I don't know anything about them. So if they were to know and hear it firsthand from their relative, like that would be so awesome and and get to really feel the full experience. Because even now when I retell the story to some friends and family Mm -hmm. about what mama and papa went through, people are like, that's crazy. But it's like, it's not the same as when she tells it. She tells it because it's from her experience. And so we're not going to be giving like the crazy details of it, but just... the The overall experience yeah and then also um my dad's family like their history and then anyways differences between then and now so I think I think it would be good to start off with a little history of us and our parents um okay so our dad is Italian but technically born in Canada so he's Canadian but his
0: he's first generation Canadian
1: yes so Um, his parents are Italian. My mom's parents are Hungarian or my grandfather passed away. So they were Hungarian from Budapest and my dad's parents, his father was originally from a town in the North of Italy called Altissimo. And then after the war, they settled in Sabaudia. And then his mom, her family was from the like Napoli region. So Naples around that area. And then both my mom's parents were from Budapest. And like, as long as we can remember, they're from, there. So that's kind of the history of them.
0: Also, just to like say, our dad's parents are born and raised in Italy. They moved to Canada later on. Nona
1: was born in Montreal. Oh, she was? Yeah. And then she moved to Italy when she was younger and then moved back to Montreal. Oh,
0: okay, okay. I didn't I actually didn't know that. Um, and then my mom's parents were born and raised in Hungary and they came my grandma was nineteen and my grandfather was like what, twenty six, twenty five?
1: Something like that.
0: Something like that. After the war and all that. Okay. Yeah. So both of our parents are first generation Canadians. We are second generation. Mm Mm-hmm. Although we're proud Italian and Hungarian.
1: I'm a proud Canadian, I would like to say.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. We're proud Canadians, but like, we're also I w- proud Italian, Hungarian. I don't know if I would. I feel like a little bit of a phony. I literally that.
1: would not consider myself Italian or Hungarian because, A, I don't even know how to speak the languages. I'll, I know certain things and certain words, and I know a little bit about the culture through my grandparents, but I wouldn't even consider myself that because really? I feel like a phony if I say it. Like, I say my nationality through, you know, generations is Italian or Hungarian, but I'm Canadian because I just feel like that's what I am.
0: I've always wanted to go live abroad in Italy for a year and learn Italian. Like, when I was in university, I was like, that's something that I really want to do. Um, And I'm so sad that I never did it.
1: There's still time.
0: Yeah, there's still time, for sure.
1: What would make you choose Italy over Hungary?
0: Um, I think it was more, A, the weather,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and B, the just... Italian language in general is so beautiful Mm -hmm. and that's no shade to Hungarians. I love listening to mama speak Hungarian and I love her accent; Like it's comforting. That's Mm -hmm. comfort to me, but there's just something about the Italian language that is so beautiful to me. So, and I've always been attracted to Italian men. Okay. Like, they've always been my type. So that's why I wanted to do Italy.
1: You could always go, you know? It's not like you missed your calling for that if you wanted no, to do it. No, for
0: sure, for sure. But, like, you know, I have my own condo now. I have a full-time job. It's, like, different.
1: Yeah. It's not the same as
0: when I was, like, young and living at home.
1: Eat, pray, love. Just watch that movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, so a little family history. And keep in mind, guys, this is us hearing it through our grandparents – so it's not verbatim and it's not it might not be exact, but my dad seems to think that our last name is de- derived from Cento Uomo, which means a 100 men. And I think there's like a history of like this two, these two brothers that went through a war and fought like a battle and then one and the two brothers, the Cento Uomo, they, it was a battle of a 100 men or something like that. And we have a family crest in Altissimo and it's cool because we went, I actually went to Altissimo um, in 2018 when we went to Italy with our friends and it's a really small town in the mountains in the north of Italy and there's, our last name is on like so many different billboards there, like little signs. There's Centomo auto repair store, Centomo grocery store. It's like because our family kind of helped build the town. So that's crazy. We have like a lot of history in this town, which is pretty cool. And, and, you know, I was telling my dad, I'm like, when I had a son, I wanted his last name to be Chentomo Cause I was like, Oh, it's so annoying that it goes like the man's name gets to be, you know, I was the one that went through the pregnancy and gave birth. And then he takes my husband's name. Like that's so annoying. And I know that nowadays people actually, they can give the wife's name if they want. Um, and I was saying to my dad, you know, I like the name Chentomo. I only have two boy cousins. So out of the, there's only two people that can continue on the name. So I'm hoping that they have kids so that they can continue the name. Cause then it's just done, you know?
0: Yeah. Oh, that's so sad. That bothers me. Actually,
1: no, that's not true because we have cousins in Italy with the last name. And there's actually, do you remember that guy we, we followed on Facebook that we found And he had the same last name as us. We don't know if we're related or not.
0: Yeah.
1: And so, like, he has our last name.
0: Well, yeah, there's other people that are going to have the last name Chentomo, But, like, from our immediate family, I want it to, like, continue. I know.
1: Because a lot of people also don't know it's pronounced Chentomo. They just say...
0: Sentomo. Actually,
1: a lot of people say a lot of random things. They think our last name is very confusing. I've gotten Cemento, Sentino... Yeah,
0: so, I've gotten some weird things, too. But the main thing I get is Santomo. Um, I never correct people, though, when they say Santomo. Because I don't care that much. No,
1: it's just... If you're not Italian, don't know that, like, E after C is pronounced Ch. Because usually when you have a yeah, vowel and, after... And when
0: there's a C and then an H, it's pronounced K. Yeah. So it's just... It's, like, different. It's yeah. The
1: opposite. Yeah, so that's our dad's side of the story. Should well, just... We... That's just Nono. No.
0: That's just Nono. No. And then... So, nonoma.
1: Okay, so... <laughs> our Nona... our cousin called her Nona Ma because my dad would always come home and go like, Ma! Hey, Ma! Ma this, Ma that. So in Italian, when you'd say like her name was Assunta, so it'd be like Nona Assunta, but my cousin thought her name was Ma because of my dad always saying that. This was Michael? Yeah, so he would call her Nona Ma because that's what he thought her name was. So we all grew up calling her. She passed away before I was born, but still we referred to her as Nona Ma. So every time we, I used to think nonama was like the word for grandma.
0: Really? Yeah. Like okay. I had no idea. I always knew it was nona. Actually, it's funny because anytime I speak to an Italian and they're like, oh, your nona lives with you. And I'm like, yeah, well, yeah, but she's like my Hungarian grandma. We call her mama.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's another thing. The reason why we call them mama and papa, my mom's side is because in Hungarian it's mama and papa. but that's kind of a confusing word to say as a kid. So my cousin would just call them mama and papa and that's what we grew up saying. Yeah. So a lot of people are like, oh, that's cute. You call her mama. Like, why? It's kind of like maman, which is in French, which means mother or papa. Yeah. Which is father or like grandpapa, grandpère, whatever. Yeah. We don't say that. It's just mama and papa. So um, on that side of the family, they have a wild story. It's honestly, if you know the sound of music or you know anything of escaping a country, like their story is so wild so crazy it's
0: like a true love story during a war and a revolution and then like coming to another country that's like completely the unknown not speaking a word of the language and like not knowing having like almost no money and like just starting from the very bottom and like having kids and raising a family and like starting a life in a completely different country like it's what they went through was terrible and i wouldn't wish that upon anyone but hearing it from like it's from a my movie. perspective, it's literally a movie, like a love story during like World War Two and then like no. the Revolution. World Not during World War II, after World War II and like during the revolution. So my
1: grandma was six during World War Two. So she was what of what her main memories of what she experienced of which was very scary. Um she was six years old and then she had a baby brother who was a legit baby and um just certain things that she experienced and she explained to us, it's very scary and traumatic for her. And she said for years after she would wake up screaming and she has a lot of PTSD and she deals with a lot of that kind of stuff. So I never want to talk about her experience in that situation because that's her story to tell if she feels ready to tell it, if she wants to tell it. And I don't know if I would even post that online, but she went through a lot. Um, my family was Jewish and if you are aware, um, during world war ii in europe in hungary in different places obviously you knew what happened to a lot of um, the jews so a lot of our family was murdered in world war ii luckily both my grandparents um, were not they were they were young children they they you know escaped i could say i guess but it was after the war
0: when they escaped
1: what i'm I'm meaning escape the war like they didn't get killed that's what i meant um i think my grandfather actually his mother took him to romania during world war ii and they were in like a, a working camp or something like that there's a lot of details that like i don't feel comfortable talking about but it's just like wild to know that they went through that and there's so many times in our life where even during COVID, we'll be complaining about something or we're like upset. And my grandma, she doesn't like try to invalidate us, but she kind of brings us back down to earth. And she's like, you don't even realize how lucky, like you have literal Wi-Fi, you have FaceTime, you have food, you have shelter, you have water, clean water, you have clothes. You are so lucky. You have no idea what, you know, like it's not to invalidate us, but she's kind of like, listen. It's-
0: she's never like, actually with what I love about mama is anytime I've, cause I'm very close with my grandma. Like I've always considered her a second mom and I considered Papa like a second dad because they were always so close to us. They lived down the street from us, babysat us all the time. Um, and so mama's very close to me and I tell her like literally everything that goes on in my life and you know, I go to her a lot when I'm going through something, let's say and like I, am venting and And whatever. And she never, she's never brought up her life in comparison to mine. It's always, she'll only go into detail about how good I have it if I bring that up. So she always lets me like vent and and she gives me like, she lets me talk and like. um,
1: She validates. She
0: validates the way I'm feeling. And she's also so, what I love about mama is that she's so, she's very old school, but also like really with the times, like she's got such a open-minded way of thinking where she understands that everything is relative, right? Mm-hmm. So for her, it's like just because I went through something 10 times harder than like what you're going through doesn't mean that you don't have the right to feel this way, but just know that like
1: you still you, have it good,
0: you still have it good. And like, Trust me, like, you wouldn't want to have, like, your your life is is good. Like, you're but allowed it, to feel this way, but, like, you have a good life.
1: Like, it is good to hear that perspective because there are times where it's almost like a, a, a reality check, you know? It's...
0: Actually, before you came to pick me up, to drive up, I was at mom and dad's and I was talking to mama and she was telling me, like, a detailed story of, like, something that she's been through. And it was, like... Every once in a while, because a lot of the times when I hear mama or like when I would hear papa, like tell stories of what they've been through, like, I obviously know it's real, but to me it's a story, right?
1: Yeah, because you didn't live through it. Because I didn't
0: live through it. But for some reason in this moment, I was getting the chills because I was like, the fact that this is real. Like, like she's that was her me, story. Yeah. Like the fact that she actually experienced everything and she was like going into such detail. And I was like literally I was having a physical reaction I was getting goosebumps all over my body because I always knew that her story was real but just like sometimes every once in a while when she like tells me something I like
1: like holy crap that was your experience like you went through that it
0: like messes with me
1: and she always says you know like she would do it all over again Knowing the life that it brought us and brought her and brought my grandfather. Yeah. And obviously, you know, hindsight's 2020. So you're like, yeah, of course. But when she was going through all of it, you don't know what's going to happen in the future. Like, so, okay, I'll get into a little bit of the story. So when she was 15, she met my grandfather. Her, his mother was her seamstress for her ballet uniform. She was a ballerina, um, very, very talented ballerina, started at a very young age. And my grandfather was a soccer player and he would, he met her and he would pick her up after either school or ballet and walk her home every single day. And then she would watch him play soccer. And it was just this thing that they really enjoyed doing. And then they quickly started dating, fell in love. And all this was during post-World War II when there was a the revolution and like everything in Hungary was getting amazing. Like her father owned a car dealership and they, they weren't wealthy, but they, you know, had a good living and they were happy. And my grandfather was an only child and he had a single mother, my great grandma, right? Great grandma was a single mother. Yes. Yeah. So he was being raised by a single mom and he really respected women and was so nice to my grandmother and then communism happened. And when the everything happened with that, like, my great... So my grandma's father was thrown into jail because he wouldn't give up his car dealership. And in communist countries, you can't, like, make more money. That's, I mean, there's a lot of details. Communism is,
0: like, really, really, really bad. Just like, know
1: that. <laughs> um, especially from my, my grandma's perspective. Like, I don't want to speak ill on anyone else's perspective but from her perspective it was just really not great um and so she said it went downhill real fast and it was scary and like they had just come out of the war and then all of this is happening and her and my grandfather were saying like we can't live like this anymore we need to get out but you couldn't just leave the country so they planned an escape and she said that they got married right before they left it was a very quick The only
0: reason why they were even able to really get out of Hungary and it still wasn't easy even at this point was because there was a little, there was a few days like a little over a week. It was probably a week and a half of like a revolution where like the Hungarians were going against like the Hungarian government trying to revolt because they didn't want communism anymore. So there was a, there was another war that happened just in Hungary because of communism. And it was during that time frame that I didn't know that leave.
1: Yeah. Is that what she told you? Yeah. Wow. So, Basically what happened was, um, this I don't mind giving some details because this is a story that my grandfather was very proud to tell and something that even my grandma to this day is like, like they are happy that they did it. The, the war is a different story because that's more traumatic. Like, although this was scary, it's not, oh my God, World War II. No, but I'm saying like with their escape, like it, it's scary at the time, but it's almost like heroic in a sense. It's so heroic. So what they planned to do, it was my grandma, my grandfather, my grandfather's best friend, and my grandfather's mother, so our great-grandma. It was the four of them. They took anything they could, all of their jewelry, some clothes, like small suitcases. My grandparents got married right before they left, like a small little legal marriage just so that they could be married when they, you know, left the country. Um, And basically they got on a train and right before they got to the station where you would like leave the country and like there was all the guards there with their, you know, weapons and stuff, they actually jumped off the train, the moving train. So my grandma said, my grandfather was kind of like, okay, ready, go. And he had his, he picked up his mother and jumped and then she jumped with her her best friend and they, I think it was snowing at the time because it used to snow a lot more in Hungary back then. And so they jumped off and then they basically went through the forest and they heard by word of mouth that there was this man that would help people. He was like a guide and he would help people escape the country. And it was very like underground, very hush hush, you know, but there was these whispers about it and these rumors. So they kind of followed what they had heard and they made it to this house. And basically the man or the guide,
0: I believe this was in Vienna at this point when they were staying at this house.
1: I thought it, it was before they left the country.
0: Oh, okay. Cuz they couldn't leave Don't the country. Don't ignore what I'm saying. Ignore what I'm saying.
1: Anyways, regardless, they got to this house and he was explaining what they had to do in order to cross the mountains to get into Austria cuz they yeah. they're, so yeah. they're trying to get into Austria. They're so they're trying to get into Austria. And so basically what he explained is like the soldiers come every night and they do these certain rounds. So we have to go on this specific night. We have to be extremely quiet and careful. And there's a path that we have to follow. And it's like a two-day trek in the winter. Um, and so he was explaining it all to them. And then when it came down, down to going, there were a group of people. And there was this one couple that had a young kid that kept crying. And the guy, the guide was saying, if your kid doesn't stop crying, like we're going to have to run back and and we have to cancel this because well, we're gonna get killed. Well, Mama was telling me
0: this story like right before you came to pick oh, okay. up, so it's like fresh in my memory. And basically, what was happening was like as they were walking through the trails in the woods mm-hmm. in the middle of winter at night. At night, they were able to hear. This is how close they were to the soldiers. They were able to hear the Russian soldiers and the Hungarian soldiers, okay? And one of the things that they would do was they would, like, shoot these, like, little, like, rocket things that would light up a huge amount of space. Yeah, it's like a flare gun. So every time that happened, they had to drop to the floor and, like, not move whatsoever. And they had to be so quiet. And so it was really scary, obviously, and at one point, like, the kid woke up and, like, kind of started crying. And, like, when that would happen, Mama was saying, like, everyone in the group would, like, just fucking, like, run off. And, yeah, like, they'd scatter. They would scatter because they didn't want to get caught, obviously. It was, it was so scary. And so what the guide was saying was either, you, either we have to go back mm-hmm. or you're going to have to give your kid some type of, like, medication. And the parents were nervous about giving the kid medication, like, to
1: basically relax and
0: sleep. But then the alternative is, like, you have to go back and then you're going to be stuck in Hungary because you... This is, like,
1: our one shot.
0: Exactly. This is, like, the one shot you have.
1: I remember she told me that she... They sold all their jewelry to the guy to keep taking... Because he was like, we're going back. Like, this is... We can't do it. If your kid's not going to stop crying, we need to go back.
0: And so she, she gave
1: all of her jewelry to him, like, please, please, please. And he told them where to go. He didn't continue with them, but he told them exactly where to go. And so not the like the whole group didn't continue. They got over this one little like mountain place and it was in an early morning and they got to a field. And when you get to a field, it's kind of scary, right? Because you're like, this is an open field where soldiers can see us. What do we do? But they saw people on the other side. And if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll see like they were basically, the people were like waving them over, like, come, come, like you've made it to Austria. You made it to Austria. Run, like you're safe. We're here. And so they just took off. They were sprinting. Mama said she was like crying. She was so happy that they made it. And when they got to Austria, then it's a whole different like challenge because they basically had to, get somehow get money they didn't speak the language and they were shoveling snow to make money in order their plan was to get to holland and then from holland they could choose america or canada and they had people that they knew that lived in new york and they had people that they knew that lived in montreal and they said it was actually at the time easier to get to america than it was to get to canada there was more rules and restrictions to get to canada but speaking to their two different friend groups and family members that they knew who had already gone there they said montreal was better So, my grandfather was really adamant on, like, we're going to go to Canada. So, they had to get, like, a ton of vaccines. They had to get all this paperwork. And the travel from Austria to Holland was a trek on its own. And then once they were in Holland, they stayed there for a few weeks to Mm -hmm. learn English. And my grandma said the first sentence she ever learned. Do you remember what it was? No. She said, my husband, who has a very high position in Canada... That was the sentence that she learned.
0: So there was a bump in the road where my grandfather, I believe this was in Holland. Mm-hmm. Um, they had to do like scans of like everyone and make sure everyone was healthy. And like they found something on like my grandfather's lungs and it was because he had pneumonia, I believe. They thought he had TB. Prior. Yeah, they, th- they thought he had tuberculosis because they found like something on his lungs and it was like the tiniest little thing. But it was actually because he had like some scarring or something on his lungs from having pneumonia. A few years prior. Um, so they were actually like... Papa was like put in this... What sanatorium. It, what was, it was like a sanatorium. Um, so that was also really traumatizing for them as well. Because it's scary already as it is. And then her husband's being taken to a sanatorium. And she's like, what the heck is going on?
1: Also the boat ride. Did oh she explain God. to you the boat ride from Holland to Let's say the Canada? Story.
0: You have to say the story.
1: Oh my goodness, guys. I'm going to try to give as much detail as possible. So... You watch the Titanic, right? You see this beautiful, huge ship. Obviously, you know there's rooms at the bottom of the ship that aren't as beautiful as the ones on the top, but when you think you're crossing the ocean, you think of the Titanic. No. I don't think of
0: the Titanic. They all died.
1: Okay, no, but I'm saying the the ship itself. Like this beautiful, big ship. That is not what (laughs) they took to go from Holland to Canada. Nova Scotia. So my grandma said, okay, well, it's a pretty big ship because they're like, obviously there's a ton of people on it, but you're at the bottom of the ship. It's rocking constantly. Everyone's sick. You're squished together like sardines. It's cold. It's dirty. My grandfather wasn't there because he was put on like the hospital wing of the ship basically um, because back then TV was like very, very um, scary. So they wanted to make sure that he was not. Anyways, long story short, she said it was the worst experience of her well maybe not the better than the war just but still it was a good experience at all and she was almost traumatized by it like imagine being stuck in a room with a bunch of people you're cold you're wet the, it's rocking for days people are sick in front of you constantly like it's just horrible um, but she kept telling herself like it's worth it we're going for a better life we're doing this for a future like we have to stay positive it's going to work out like basically manifesting her life yeah. in her head And when they reached Nova Scotia, they went to Montreal. I think they were given $7 Canadian, which... Something like that. It was, like, something ridiculous. Yeah, but, like, back then, $7 was, like, not $7 today. But still... It's still
0: not... No, they were
1: not given a lot of money. They rented this little apartment on St. Lawrence Boulevard, downtown Montreal. And my grandma worked in a factory. And then when my grandfather was released from the sanatorium, he was... um, back home. He had gotten his engineering degree in Hungary. And I think he was trying to apply it to Canada and Montreal and like starting his business. But my grandma was working in a factory and she worked in a factory until she gave birth, like till she was nine months pregnant.
0: Also with her first pregnancy, she was throwing up every day.
1: Yeah. She said she would get on the bus to go to the factory, get off the bus at the next stop to throw up, then get back on the bus, then get off, then get back on, then get off. Like she said, it was just horrible. The only thing she could eat were peanuts. And she, the only thing she could drink was milk. So the only two things that she can consume, everything else made her sick. Oh my and God. she was living with her husband and her mother-in-law. Yeah. And so she said it was just, it was really tough. I don't know if, if Godfather was living with them as well or if he was on his sure. own.
0: Basically, Godfather is my mother's godfather. And that was my grandfather. So my mom's dad's best
1: friend who left Hungary with them. With them. Yeah, we call him Godfather because that's just what we knew him yeah. Um, But my grandma said it was really tough for the first little bit, but she said like as hard as it was, she was free. Yeah. She's like you can make your life what you wanted. You had the choice to have a good life. Yeah, and if you worked hard and you applied stuff to your own life, you can get somewhere versus back where they were coming from. They were told what to do, what to think, what to dress, how how to do everything, and you couldn't. If you went against anyone, you were thrown in jail or, like, even worse. So there's just no freedom at yeah. all. So she is such a proud Canadian. Like, now when I'm like, oh, my grandma's Hungarian, she stops this. She goes, I'm a Canadian. Like, mm. she's so proud to be Canadian. And she even said the first time they went back to Hungary was obviously years later. I think my mom was seven at this point. And they went back to Hungary. And she was terrified that they were going to, like, not let them leave again. Because, like, they escaped, right? She's like, they're going to take my children. Like, she was so scared. And then they had, like, an excellent experience. And she still had family that lived there. She still has family and friends that live there to this day that never left. And, you know, as much as she has bad memories from her experience living there, she also was able to recreate really good memories when she went back with her kids and her family. And they would go quite often. They took us there when we were younger. Like.
0: I've still only been once. I want to go back so badly.
1: Yeah, I really would love to go back as an adult. Um, But it was just one of those things that we grew up hearing these stories and we grew up knowing how hard my grandparents worked for the life that they had. And they really made something of themselves, like coming from $7 and then being quite wealthy after, like working really, really hard. And they lived in apartment after apartment and then they got a townhouse. did really well. actually like he he worked his ass off but he always said it didn't matter the money for him he felt success in his life with his family yeah like to him family was the most important thing and he worked hard for his family but he said like he had he lived with no money like he knew what it was like to be dirt poor and he knew what it was like to have a lot of money and he said obviously money helps but at the end of the day family Family is is, because papa actually thing.
0: had the opportunity to be making millions mm-hmm. a year and he turned that opportunity down because he was like i'm never going to be able to be with my family if that's the case yeah he's just going to be working 24 7 which i think is like so that's so important like mm-hmm. i want to i want to continue that kind of like mindset
1: and he even said like um you know when he was making because he was making good money and him and my grandma you know once my parent my mom and my uncle moved out it was just the two of them they would go dancing. They would travel. Like my grandma used to go on all his business trips with him, and he would always take them out to restaurants. And my grandma loved to dance. Obviously, she said one of her favorite things was just dancing with him. They would go for. They had all these they'd restaurants out until four in the I know!
0: dancing, and then.
1: And getting drunk. But
0: even when <laughs> Ma- uh, mom and Roger were still living with them, like they would go out dancing. Yeah. They'd get a nanny. Mm-hmm. They'd go out dancing. Be out till four in the morning. Come home, and then she had to be up at seven in the morning making breakfast and getting her kids ready for school.
1: Like they had the most romantic relationship ever. And one of the things that my grandfather always did for her was he bought her a dozen roses for her birthday every single year. Even when they had no money, he would find a way to get her a dozen roses and right before he passed. So he got sick and he, it was pretty quick the way it happened. And he told my dad, bless my dad's heart. He was basically on his deathbed, being like, "I need you to find Mama a pendant of a rose." Like it was a brooch, yeah, a specific gold brooch. My dad was like, "How the fuck am I gonna find? What the hell am I supposed to do?" Here is my father-in-law, who I love so much, on his deathbed, telling me to buy something which doesn't exist. My dad looked everywhere like do you remember daddy saying he was going to all the different jewelers looking online calling different people finally he like knew of someone that made stuff and he called him and he goes you know what I think my dad can help us out here and he's like it's a quick turnaround you know it's got we got like a week and so they made out of this gold literally the his this guy's father made the stem out of gold, put a pearl on the leaf, and then found this really old coral from the coast of Italy, somewhere that mama and papa had traveled to one time. And he like molded it into the shape of a rose. He made it in 24
0: hours. Did you know that?
1: I did not know that. He made it in 24 hours. That's crazy. And my dad was like, so relieved that he got it and he gave it to my grandfather and at this point my grandfather was, he was really sick, he was um, in palliative care but like at home so he wanted to be in his own bed and he held on so hard for my grandma's birthday. So my grandma's birthday is October 20th and he passed away October 22nd and on the 20th he basically, he had my dad give mama the rose and he was like, oh I'm gonna cry. It was like, it's <laughs> like this is your last rose. <laughs> I cried too (laughs) and it was like I don't want to (laughs) cry she was just saying like it was so special like obviously heartbreaking but like so special because she was it was like oh my gosh and she wears it on her clothes like right above her heart because she's like you know you
0: know what she did before leaving for Florida what she was showing me she has her sweater that she forgot to pack and it was like it's like a beautiful like custom made freaking like designer probably Chanel yeah (laughs) and uh so we're sitting on the couch and you were on the way to over and she's like i forgot to pack my sweater i was like do you want me to pack it for you she's like no it's okay i want to hold it and i was like okay she's like it has my brooch on it and i have to bring it with me i don't want to forget i bring this everywhere with me and she showed me and we were looking at the brooch and that's when she told me she's like you know that the man made this in 24 hours he just had it by fluke the material yeah to
1: make it everything (laughs) in his like Storage room or whatever. Yeah, my daddy said he went to the guy's house and like in the back room, he had all these different drawers of different types of materials to make jewelry. And that's kind of like he found the the coral and he, anyways, it's such a beautiful, they had the most beautiful love story and they still have, because my grandma, obviously she's still here. And she, we talk about my grandfather all the time. And, you know, it's funny because Dan always tells me i feel like i know your grandpa but he actually never met him yeah because papa passed away in october of 2010
0: the fact that i'm crying right now
1: <laughs> no you don't cry i know
0: <laughs> i get really emotional though when when i think about like mama and papa
1: yeah and yeah just like what they years. what they went through and like their love story and my grandfather was truly our best friend
0: like he I was had the same birthday as him
1: yeah isn't that crazy he was involved heavily in our lives. He came to every single swim meet. He came to every single dance recital, Christmas concert at school. Like he, they lived five minutes away from us. Every weekend we would see them. Went on vacations with them. Go up north yeah. to the cottage that they built by their, themselves with their own hands, by the way. Our cottage and all our vlogs. My grandparents yeah. built that with their hands. So I, when he passed, it was very hard on our whole family but especially because he was almost like a second father to us. Yeah. So that was really hard. And it was so sudden. And I shared a birthday with him, too. And he passed away right before
0: our birthday. Mm-hmm. So but birthday. I was telling mama about this, actually. And I was like, I feel like the first few years that he was gone, like I was in shock. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really like mourn the loss of him properly and it's only in the more recent years that like i really have started to miss him and like mm-hmm. it's really set like sinking in now that's like i'm never going to see him or speak to him again I know. and like every birthday gets harder it's weird for me it's like the opposite the way i've handled
1: well grief is i always say this but it's not linear it comes and goes and just because you um you feel it really hard one time and not mm-hmm. the other doesn't mean it's always gone because Grief is the absence of the loved one that you have. And, you know, we were so close with our grandfather on that <laughs> this side. This is
0: such a deep episode.
1: It is, but it's a beautiful episode because I believe in true love because of what I saw my grandparents have. And still to this day. like she... why my
0: standards are so high. Like, i <laughs> dad. Like, you know, I'm I never going to, f- like, we had papa. We had dad. We have all of our, like, uncles who are all amazing men
1: good men exist you know there's a lot of shit ones but good men exist
0: i know but this is why i have i know good men exist but like this is why my standards are so high because it's like we have an amazing father and we had an amazing like second father or grandfather Mm -hmm. so for me it's like why am i gonna settle for anything less than like that you know what i mean and i just feel like no one has class like there's i shouldn't say no one (laughs) no one like it's just not the same I don't know it's like it is it's different so times. sad sometimes you know I see the way like even women are and like men and I'm like Ugh,
1: listen you don't sucks it doesn't need to be how it was back then like I do think obviously back then women didn't have as many rights and
0: I'm not one of those people that thinks that I'm like Living in the wrong era though. No. Like I I'm like very the happy I live in. Yeah, I'm very that's happy with saying. the life I have. I'm just saying that like people are just very confident. Not confident. That's the wrong word. People suck.
1: <laughs> Kyla. <laughs> there are some bad people out there, but I do know that there's also good. It's good to have standards. It's good to know what you deserve and not settle. So I think that's really big of you to do that. But I also know that it is not an easy it's not easy. You know? Oh,
0: my God. People nowadays, it's insane. But anyways, back to uh, what we were initially saying.
1: Um, we haven't even spoken about Nono or Nona.
0: So here's the thing, though. Like, I don't know much about Nono and Nona
1: I know a bit through okay. Daddy. See, this is the thing. We heard a lot of stories through our grandfather, like Papa, and their experience. And they would talk about it all the time. Like, I did a full project in grade 8 on our grandfather, our grandfather's escape from Hungary and all that stuff because of how proud my grandfather was for doing that. And, um, even on his tombstone, he didn't want, like he's buried in a Jewish cemetery, but he didn't want the Star of David. He wanted the Canadian maple leaf because of how important it was to him that he was considered a a Canadian. Um, and my grandparents weren't very religious. Uh, they didn't. They weren't raised religious at all. My grandfather kind of got a little religious near the end for some reason. My grandmother kind of thought it was weird, but on my dad's side of the family, like his parents were very religious. They were Catholic, and no, no, I don't know if you've ever heard the story. Daddy's told me it's it's pretty cool. And this is if this f- when he planned a kidnapping, like, what a fake kidnapping? Wait, what? I need the story. Okay,
0: don't don't quote me on that. I, there was like a fake kidnapping with like I believe Nono and he went to go rescue his brother from like a farm or something.
1: Oh wait, I kind of remember that. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. So this story happens. <laughs> this story happens first. Okay, so during the war, my my Nono was older than my my mom's parents. So Nono was born in twenty something, nineteen twenty. He had to fight in the war. Yeah, he fought in the war. Unfortunately, under Mussolini, you don't have a choice. Um. He said that there was one time where he was shot at and the bullet hit his cross necklace, which was given to him by his mother, and the cross necklace bent and it didn't pierce his skin. So, like, the cross saved him. So, in his moment, he's like, God is real. real. Jesus is... I mean, that was his experience. It's very possible it happened. I wasn't there. But... He said that he kept that necklace, that, that that bent cross necklace. And then when he was at the farmhouse and they had to go, because that's, I think, the kidnapping story, and they had to escape or something like that quickly, he left the, ne- the necklace. Mm. And, like, he always talked about this necklace that he wished he got and yeah. went back for because it was, like, the thing that saved his life. And my grandfather, like my no-no, was very religious. And he really, really believed in God. And it was important to him to go to church and to raise his family religious. So my dad was raised my dad was raised Catholic. My dad is not anti-religion. He is very, a very spiritual person. Like he definitely believes in God. He definitely believes in the universe and spirits and all that kind of stuff. But he's not, he told us that he didn't want to push that on us as kids especially because he married someone who is not religious my mom is like an atheist so my dad kind of said and his parents didn't like my nono and nona did not fault him for marrying mom you know it was important that they got married in a church so they did and my mom didn't care she was like whatever um and it was a bit of a religious ceremony which was funny because my mom's family is all jewish and they like didn't have a jewish wedding at all (laughs) But it was important for my dad's family, so they did it for him. And my, at the end of the day, they were, like, just so happy that my dad was so in love and happy. And when we were born and he decided not to baptize us because he was like, I want them to decide on their own, kind yeah. of what they're – he's like, I'll always talk to them about things. And if they're interested and curious, I will definitely, you know, teach them as much as I know. But it was just his decision and my mom's decision not to – make that decision for us. And so we grew up not religious at all. I remember going to church a few times with Nono and... I was like, I don't understand what anyone's because basically like what we're saying is we were not raised religious. We don't know anything about either religion. I applied to go on birthright when I was of age, which if you don't know, if you're Jewish, you get a free trip to Israel to learn about the Jewish religion and whatever. And I was denied because you do an interview and they asked if I put up a Christmas tree and I said yes. And they said, well, you can't go. Because you put up a Christmas tree. And I was like, what? But I'm technically Jewish. Like, if your mom is Jewish, you're you Jewish. You would be
0: the perfect candidate. Because it's like, your mom is Jewish. But you don't practice Judaism.
1: <laughs> you don't practice
0: Judaism. I wanted to learn. and But you're technically Jewish. And so you want to learn. And, like, you would be the perfect candidate. That's what people were always telling me. Because I never applied to go. I didn't really want to. Oh, okay. Um, I, I was going
1: to go with my friend. Because she got approved. And um, I, got, I got denied. And so i remember my mom called she was so mad because okay the girl who interviewed me knew one of my cousins and didn't like her she's like oh because she was like you're jewish and i was like well technically i'm not saying on the podcast i'll tell you after no just tell me now she said she bullied her in school oh which she probably did (laughs) Mm -hmm. at the same time i'm not my cousin yeah, you're like stupid. don't
0: you're stupid if you're watching this I'm just kidding
1: so mom called because she was so mad I didn't know mom did this and they apologized and they're like oh maybe next year we'll offer her a trip and I was like so turned off I'm like no I don't even want to go now so mad and I didn't want to go on my own either especially back then so um, how petty I don't know if that's how the petty. reason but I remember as soon as she found out who my cousin was because she was like wait a minute your name is not Jewish what's your mom's last name and I said well it's It's not, it's also not a Jewish name because here's the thing. Technically my grandfather's last name was not even my mom's last name because he changed it when he came to Canada. He wanted it to sound more English. The last
0: name that he initially had was Bim and that's a, um, is it Austrian? No. No, it's a Czech, it's a Czech Czech last name and he changed it to Bartosz or Bartosz or something like that in Hungarian. It's, that's more Hungarian. So Bartosz is, the way we're saying it is English, but it's more of a Hungarian last name than Oh, I thought
1: it was, he wanted to sound English. Anyways, okay, so I think you're right, though. Um, And so when I told... His last name. She's like, well, that's also not Jewish. And I was like, okay, well, I don't know what to tell you because I know my family's Jewish. Like, and she, okay, here's the thing: is that she's atheist because my, grandpa- that right yeah, now, my so grandparents. Yeah, my grandparents were atheist. Yeah. Like Mama and Papa. Like, I asked Mama. I'm like, you know, when you pass away, you'll get to see Papa again. Oh, that sounds so morbid. But I like, I, we've talked <laughs> about it. She goes, I don't believe that. I'm like, you think you just are gone? She's like, yeah. Because I, I would say things like, well, maybe Papa is listening right now, and she's like, no. Like, but doesn't it bring you comfort to know that he's, you know, somewhere knowing that Archie exists or that Dan exists? And she's like, I don't believe that. And I'm like, okay. But it's just yeah. because she, my grandma's so much like in her head, if God exists, like why did my whole family, like why did that happen to my family and all those Jews? Like yeah. I, I don't, I don't agree with that. Like in her mind, she's like, it doesn't make sense to me, which I know when you speak to religious people, depending on the religion or whatever, they say everything's like, there's a reason for everything. And I don't, I don't know. Yeah. But I just, I know from my grandma's experience, she's like, no, I don't believe in that. So that's a little <laughs> bit about our history, mainly about my mom's side of the family, my dad's side of the family. So my no, when he came to Canada, he... How w- long is this episode? It's going to be a long one. There's a lot we're cutting out. So right now, it's probably going to be around the same as the other ones.
0: Because okay. I'm in pain. We
1: need to wrap this up soon. Why are you in pain? My back...
0: The way I'm sitting.
1: Uh, you have holes in your crotch. Stop. Uh, <laughs> Kyla.
0: <laughs> you got to leave that in.
1: Leave it to Kyla to have a holes in her clothes. <laughs> Shut <laughs> like, up. These realize. are old,
0: but they're very comfy. I sleep in them.
1: I just want to quickly get through Nono's story because yeah. we didn't no even no, get to yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. No, no. I'm just saying that, like... <laughs> no, no. Let's talk about Nono. No.
0: <laughs> no, no. Let's talk about Nono. No. No, it's just my back. I have scoliosis, so I was never diagnosed with it. You can't say you have
1: scoliosis when you weren't even diagnosed. But I have to say, I have looked at Kyla's back and her spine is like this, so pretty sure she has (laughs) scoliosis. Anyways, my nono, when he came to Montreal, he was a waiter. So my dad grew up. there, are five kids in a two-bedroom apartment in Park Extension, Montreal. My nono was a stay-at-home mother and my nono was a waiter, so they really did not have a lot of money, like, at all. And my dad, when he was around, (laughs) what the fuck? (laughs) Just continue. When daddy was in like grade six, they moved to Montreal North and got a bungalow house. So it was a little bit bigger, which was nice. They had more room. And then my nono continued to work as a waiter. And my dad said all of his, him and his siblings were same thing, taught about family and how important family was and to work hard for your family and my dad said when he was old, older and was making money, he bought my nono a car because my nono would take the bus everywhere. And literally, nono was like, I cannot accept this from you. And daddy was like, "You? Ha- what do you mean? Like, I bought this for you. I can afford it. Like, I want to get you this car. It's easier for you. Please, dad, like, accept it. And nono had a hard time accepting it. And daddy was thinking in his head, why doesn't my father just accept this gift? I don't understand. Because I only realized once I became a father what that was like because I have a very hard time accepting things from my children because it's like you work so hard to give everything for your kids. You don't want to accept things back because it's like, no, you save the money for it's you and your literally future Literally,
0: selfless, unconditional love that you have for your children. Yeah.
1: So daddy goes, it was only in that moment that I realized why it was so hard for my father to accept that present. Cause he was like, no, you need to save this for yourself, like in your future. And no, was very like a strict father. He was in the military. He had certain ways that he thought were best as, you know, to, to be like a family man. And he used to tell daddy all the time, I'm very worried for you. And daddy would say, why? Well, it was because you're, you think life is just like this big, easy thing. You have no worries. You have no stress. It's like everything is too good. I worry that you're not going to, you know, be good in life. And daddy was like, well, I'm just happy all the time. Daddy sees everything as like glass half full, yeah,
0: which is so amazing. And dad did so well for himself, I know. Too.
1: He worked hard. And daddy, I mean, he has emotion. He feels sad. He feels anger. He feels all those things. But in most situations, he's like, as hard as it is, like, I know I'm going to make it through because I will.
0: He sees the bigger picture with everything.
1: Yeah. And so my nono was very concerned for him. But it actually works in my dad's favor because my dad is like, I live my life happy. I choose to be happy every single day. And I work hard for my family, but at the same time, like, I'm happy in my life. Yeah. You know? And I think that's so amazing and inspirational. I, I always say, like, how? <laughs> like my dad's like, just let it go. I'm like, but how? I just want to quickly say, we got, we got cut off because the camera uh, had to change the battery. But if any of my cousins are listening to this and we got anything wrong, <laughs> I'm sorry. Or if mom, if you're listening to this, or dad... And if there's anything we missed or left out, we'll be sure to, like, have a little edit on our Instagram as well as, like, in the comments of the YouTube video. So uh, keep an eye out for that. But I'm pretty sure we got the gist of it.
0: Yeah, I think we got, like, the gist of it. And,
1: yeah, my Let nona. My Nona passed away right before I was born, so we unfortunately never got to know her. We yeah. know, like, a million stories about her and how amazing she was, but um, we never got to meet her. But I believe in my own mind that I will meet her one day again because although I don't know what heaven is I don't know anything I do believe in something and I do believe that your family members even when they pass on they live on through the stories that you tell of them and the the photos that you have and the videos that you have and just even us talking about them like our grandfather's memory and his legacy and his life lives on through the story that we just told and the incredible things that we witnessed yeah. Yeah. So I do believe in that. and I'm I, very
0: spiritual, so I do believe in, like, spirits and, like, a higher power and stuff.
1: Like, there has to be something. I just can't believe that, that there's nothing. Like, yeah. prove to me there's nothing, I'll believe you. You know? Yeah. But there is no proof that there's nothing. So I just... For me, it's like, I don't know what it is, but there has to be something. Yeah. But anyways, I hope you enjoyed this episode. It's a little bit deeper and more interesting than other ones also
0: let us know if you have any like similar stories about like your grandparents or parents Mm -hmm. i would love to know
1: maybe we can have mama as a guest on the podcast one day maybe that would be fun if she
0: wants that then for sure
1: And we are going to have our first guest very soon. I'm very excited for it. Uh, We're not going to say who yet. It's a surprise. um, We're excited. And we hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to go leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Spotify is super easy. You just press a button. Whereas Apple Podcasts, you can leave a review. Make sure it's five stars. It really helps us out. and means a lot to us. And we will talk to you next week. Be sure to follow us on
0: Instagram. Oh, yes. Tell me this podcast. And yeah, we'll see you guys and speak to you guys next week. (laughs) Bye. Bye.